Hello and welcome back to Rolling with Rugby League, the hottest, the best, the greatest rugby league podcast out there today. This is part two of episode number three, and I would like to remind you all that you can get Rolling with Rugby League anywhere Podcasts are available, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere in between, Spotify, Breaker, RadioCast, PocketCast, I can keep naming them, but I won't because you're here for the rugby, you ain't here to listen to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, and this is part number two of episode number three. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you in the first part that uh, I would be uh, dividing it into two separate parts. And uh, the first part was News of the Week, got a whole rundown of that. You can hear my thoughts on Steve Kearney and on the RFL changing the rules. And you can, of course, get a host of other uh, news from this week. But part number two is going to be simply a rundown of every single game that we got from uh, round number six, including a game that it's not technically round number six. It was technically round number five. But, of course, you know, as we all know, the uh, Canterbury-Sydney uh, game got can- canceled. So, uh, well, it didn't get canceled. It got postponed. Uh, and so they had to um, postpone it by day. It didn't get uh, played until after episode two got uploaded, so I'm going to run down that game. Sydney is you. You, you might want to be scared. Just saying. Um. So let's start off with uh, the last match of round number five, and let's take a let's let's look at a recap, and I'll give you my thoughts. So the Roosters play the Bulldogs. At Bankwest Stadium in Sydney. So it's probably not too far of a drive for either team. They were able to, you know, stay pretty much at home and travel to the stadium uh, the day of. That was, so it, it was in Sydney. But uh, you got an absolute crazy game. It started off in the very first minute with Angus Crichton scoring the first try. And uh, Kyle Flanagan uh, slotting that one over for the conversion. You had Kyle Flanagan then turning around in the sixth minute and getting his first try of the match. That was his only try of the match, but still yet. Then he, of course, slotted it in and got the conversion. Angus Crichton got the double in the 13th minute for uh, the Roosters. And by this point, they're up. (laughs) They were up 18 to nothing. 18 to nothing. But it gets better. James Tedesco. James freaking Tedesco. Okay. The man is like on another plane. Okay. We're here and James Tedesco is high as a kite. That man is, it, it's, he's amazing to watch. James Tedesco is probably, he's, uh, he's up there with uh, Thurston for me. Watching, watching Tedesco. You know when he's playing, whether he, whether why, whether he's playing for the 
uh, Italian national team or he's playing for the Kangaroos. I don't care. Just watching James Tedesco, you know, is, is amazing. James Tedesco scores not one, not two, but a hat trick of tries for the Roosters. A hat trick of tries. The son of a gun scores a hat trick of tries. And by this point, yeah, it was it was over. You, you know, it's for, the final score was forty-two to six. But James Tedesco scores three tries. Honestly, James Tedesco for me was man of the match there. Um, James Tedesco, he got the the hat trick. Uh, you know, Kyle Flanagan may be the guy that, sco- that, that scored the goals, but James Tedesco was the scoring the tries. And um, you know, Brett Morris. Rounded it off uh, in the 77th minute. But, uh, yeah, James Tedesco, for me, got the Dally M points there. And uh, Tedesco uh, was just bloody brilliant. Uh, the Bulldogs did score. They did score one try in the 65th from uh, Karen Foran. And uh, that was that was nice, but uh, it was a little too late in the 65th minute. The game was pretty much, by that point, done. And the Sydney Roosters... Proving once and for all that they are probably one of the teams to beat again this season. Um, moving on to the second game of round six. And moving right along, we get the Knights and the Broncos. And I kind of said last week, I thought the Broncos might have a chance at winning this. They might. I thought that they would, you know, they'd actually put up a bit of a fight uh, on Thursday night footy. Uh, they didn't. They cocked it up so badly, it's not even funny. Um, you know, Kurt Mann kicks it off at the ninth minute with a try. This this game, by the way, was played at Central Coast Stadium. Um, and remember, guys, right now with all the pandemic stuff, these games are kind of tight-packed uh, in location so that they can uh, monitor all the players, which is good. I like that idea. You know, maybe just might as well do it here uh, in the States. Uh Permanently. Ah, that would be kind of cool. Um, Heimel Hunt gets the next drive for um, the Knights. And by this point, it's it, it's 12. It's 12 nothing. So, it's 12 nothing. And uh, right before halftime, the 39th minute, Mitchell Pierce uh, makes it 13. But... Uh, with a field goal. But, of course, Xavier Coates had it scored in the 29th minute. Um, a, uh, a a try, so uh, it was thirteen to six at halftime, and Newcastle were like, eh, "Yeah, this is close, but we're going to kill you." And uh, so they they went out in the uh, <laughs> they went out in the second half and literally ran zigzags all over the Brisbane Broncos. Daniel Saifidi uh, Saifidi. Uh, scored in the 43rd minutes right after halftime. Mitchell Pierce, who kicked the field goal in the first half, he got his only try of the match in the 77th to uh, cap off the win for the Knights. The Knights got uh, 27 points in that game against six for the Broncos. The Broncos had a couple of issues. Jermaine Azako, Azako, um, he uh, got sin-binned in the 20th minute, so they were down to 12 men. And uh, then uh, Patrick Kerrigan in the 58th also got sent Ben. So some dirty, dirty play for the Brunsbin Broncos in uh, that game. Uh, two send Bens 
and uh, they really this this downward spiral that is what uh, four three four games in a row that Brisbane has lost, and um, they have just literally they've given up. I, I I truly believe that the Brisbane Broncos have given up. I I I've never seen a team who's just said, "Oh, screw it, we're done. We suck. There's nothing we can do. Screw it, we're done." I, I, honestly, the Brisbane Broncos, it, they're, they're back in Queensland this week. Um, <laughs> again, they're back in Queensland. We'll see if their luck changes. I, I, I doubt it. Um, if you're following us on Facebook, um, I made a comment on the Facebook page saying that um, I'm not picking the Broncos again. And the, right now, the Broncos don't, the Broncos don't deserve to be picked. If I'm a betting man, if I'm betting these games um, at your local betting store in Australia, um, I'm not picking the Broncos to win for the rest of the season. I just don't see it. I don't see the fire. I don't see the desire. I don't see the Broncos coming out and saying, "This is professional rugby. We've got to win. We've got to be. We have to have pride in ourselves." I don't see that. It's like they're hanging their heads in shame and they're getting trounced. They're not losing, okay? Losing is fine, okay? Losing is being St. George. They're getting utterly destroyed, okay? I'm not, this is just, this is the worst defense. This is the worst defense I've probably seen ever in rugby league. This is just embarrassing. And if you're a Brisbane Broncos fan, I apologize. I wouldn't want to be a Brisbane Broncos fan right now either. I really wouldn't. Because this is just, it, it, it's, it's a shame. It really is. A, a very, very proud um, club in, in Brisbane is, um, is getting utterly and utterly just destroyed. And of course they're talking about moving to two teams in Brisbane. <laughs> do you want two teams in Brisbane with this? Do, do, you, do you really want a second team in Brisbane if this is how they're going to play? Honestly. Honestly, I don't see it. I don't see the NRL expanding to a new team in Brisbane when the Broncos are playing like this. Of course, the other teams in Queensland aren't doing so well either. And uh, <laughs> that's another story. But if you're coming for a beatdown... <laughs> Our next game on the docket, is, yeah, that was the that was the beatdown of the week. I'm officially going to call this the beatdown of the week. It it was like it was, it was like a wrestling match where the uh, scrawny little cruiserweight goes up against the, the hulking seven foot five giant because. New Zealand got beat so badly this weekend that they fired their head coach. So, round number six, the, the third game on the docket uh, for Friday Night Footy, the, the, the first game for Friday Night Footy, was um, the Souths and uh, the Warriors. The other game on the docket for Friday Night Footy was uh, the Penrith game, which, by the way, for me was game of the week, but we'll get to that. Okay, so this game was also played at Bank West in Sydney. And so the Warriors came over and played Sydney and uh, South Sydney 
They played South Sydney, and um, oh my God, this was the I have never seen a team play worse. Well, maybe Brisbane, but in, in one particular game, I've never seen a team play worse. And I totally understand why the CEO of the of the New Zealand Warriors walked into the changing room and said, "Yeah, um, Stephen Kearney, you're gone. You're fired." Okay, in uh, Donald Trump style, you're fired. Yeah, um, South Sydney absolutely obliterated New Zealand. It was forty to twelve. Um, you had Campbell Graham opening it up. Adam Reynolds getting a try in there. Braden Burns, Alex Johnson, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, and Alex Johnson. Those were your goal scorers for uh, the Rabbitohs. Uh, David Fusitua, Fusitua was the try, was one of the try scorers, and Ignatius Posse was the other for uh, New Zealand. But uh, Cody Nicarima uh, scored one goal. He missed one, but Adam Reynolds getting uh, he got six out of seven conversions. But um, really, if you're, I mean, honestly, it really didn't matter who the goal scorers and the try scorers were for New Zealand because seven tries, seven tries, South Sydney obliterated New Zealand. They ran zigzags, left, right, up, down, sideways, crisscross, every which way against New Zealand. And um, yeah. Let's hope that the interim coach at, in New Zealand gets this team turned around because, yeah, both Sydney teams, uh, the Sydney Roosters and uh, South Sydney, both look in fine form. I wouldn't uh, question right now as to whether or not they're going to both make the, uh, the finals. I think that both teams have a very legitimate chance of uh, making the top eight and making it into the, um, into the finals. Um, both teams are on a roll. South Sydney just continues to obliterate teams. So uh, South Sydney um, winning that one in the early game for Friday Night Footy. And then we move on to what I consider... Game of the week. If, if, if there's one game of rugby league that you need to watch this week, go back, DVR it. You, you know, if, if you didn't DVR it, and if you didn't DVR it, shame on you. Shame on you. This game was so good, so good, it was on the edge of my, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Absolutely, back and forth, slugging it out. Heavyweight, knockdown, drag out fight between the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm. I was so amazed at the high quality of this match. That, you know, I, I said in the uh, first part of this episode that I thought Cameron Smith was a dirty player. Cameron Smith was not dirty in this game. He was on his best behavior. I, I know that, he is, that he's been called out in recent weeks for his uh, pocket refereeing, and I've called him out for it. I'm going to call... I, I, like I said in the first part, I was very upset with Cameron Smith. I think he needs to keep, stay in his lane. But Cameron Smith was great. Cameron Smith could have had this game won. Uh, there was a challenge. He lost that challenge. There was a moment in the first half he should have uh, he should have challenged. He would have won that one. He would have absolutely won that challenge. Um, and that, the game could have been differently because of that. But, um, you know, Stephen Crichton 
Brian Tua, Villame Cacao, Villame Cacao scoring the tries for the Panthers. Villame Cacao scoring in the 62nd minute. That try, the Villame Cacao try is definitely try of the year. I'm done. I, I, honestly, that's it. I, I'm literally saying for the next 18 games, there will not be a better try than the Villame Cacao try that was, that won the Penrith Panthers the game. That that kick, I, I, I want to call it a chip and chase. It may have been a bomb kick. But that that kick to set up the try and Villame Cacao catching it and dropping on it was a thing of absolute beauty. I, I just... I can't, I can't describe it. You're going to have to go find it on YouTube. Find it somewhere, guys. Because that try was literally amazing. Okay? Um, then you had uh, Felice Calfusi and Brinko Lee getting the tries for the uh, Melbourne Storm. It looked like, it really looked like that it was going to go down to the wire. It really did look like it was going to go down to the wire. Uh, for a while there, and then Cameron Smith uh, in the 59th minute tied it up. So you had 20 minutes left, and uh, you, you thought maybe, maybe Melbourne was going to win. Uh, you know, Penrith came out strong in the first half. They came out strong in the second. You thought, hey, Penrith's going to just uh, blow Melbourne away. Melbourne came back. You know, Melbourne's not that bad of a team. Melbourne could finish top four. Melbourne could get a home final. I'm not saying that they will. They could. They could. They probably won't. But they could. And honestly, it was a... <laughs> I mean, 8-6 at halftime. Watching that game 8-6 at halftime was just absolutely amazing. I did have a few thoughts, and I jotted those down this week. Um, first of all, is it too late to change my pick for winner of the Premiership? You know, in recent weeks, I thought that Parramatta was going to do it. I thought that Parramatta was just the best team in. Uh, and then they go. And, uh, yeah, they got um, yeah, they got their butts handed to them on a silver platter. Um, so, is it too late? Because, honestly, if the season ended today and, Pen and Penrith's there in the finals... My pick, my pick to win is going to be Penrith. I'm calling it right now, and I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I'm on record. Y'all can call me out on this. I'm picking the Penrith Panthers to win the Premiership. I think that Penrith has the, has the best chance of winning the Premiership this year. Um, it was a very tight game in the first half. Uh, the Panthers came out strong. So did Melbourne. Uh, it was back and forth. The second half opened up the game. I thought that the second half was much more free-flowing than the first. I think it was a lot more attack as compared to uh, the first half, which was a lot of defense. Um, there was not a whole lot of penalties in the first half. Really wasn't. It was a very tight, very, very well-played uh, game. There wasn't a lot of uh, infractions. Um, that can't be said for the second half. The second half did, like I said, it opened up a lot more in the second half, and uh, there was mistakes to be made all around. Um, I did say that the Lame Cacao had probably um, the try of the year uh, a minute ago, but I'm going to tell you something. 
there was a there was another moment, and I don't remember who it was. I just know that it was a uh, an amazing amazing play. But in the fifty fifth minute, the uh, commentators were talking about a hospital pass, and that hit in the fifty fifth minute. He's going to be feeling that for years. Oh my gosh! Go back. Go find it. Go find that tackle from the 55th minute of uh, the Penrith game because that was just, it was so hard to watch. <laughs> and I, I was just amazed that he, I was amazed that he got up and walked, and walked away from it because I wouldn't have. I, I wouldn't have walked away from it. Honestly. Because that... I've been killed over dead. Um, but yeah, again, if like I said, if, I, if I'm giving my dolly, if I'm giving a dolly M medal to, for each week, uh, the Lawmaker Cows try earned him the dolly M uh, medal for this week because that try was amazing. And um, anyways, he he's he he's my player of the game for that match. And he's probably my player of the week for this entire week. I was just absolutely amazed by um, by the Penrith Panthers this week. Um, in the dumpster fire match of the week, the one that was that's going to determine the week, the weakest team in uh, National Rugby League, you had the Saint George Illawarra Dragons, who have been on a literal downspire, uh, downspire. Downward spiral, and the Gold Coast Titans, who are also on a downward spiral, except uh, I think uh, Gold Coast is a little bit, a um, little bit, just a little bit more. Uh, St. George, Illawarra. You know what? I said a few weeks ago that if St. George didn't get their act together, that they would, uh, there wouldn't be a St. George next year. Uh, they must have been watching and listening to this podcast. Because obviously St. George has turned it around and they've killed it the past two weeks. They have literally, utterly killed it. And uh, St. George uh, destroyed, destroyed Gold Coast uh, 20 to 8 at Suncorp. That game was with fans. I believe there was like 2,000 in attendance. So, um, yeah, I was really, really excited to see that. Um,. With <laughs> Zach Lomax, man, Zach Lomax is is is, tur- is, tur- is turning up to be one of the best players for St. George, and he he's definitely turned around their season. Uh, St. George scores twenty. Zach Lomax, Michaela Ravalawa, and Jordan Perar and Jordan Perar Perara uh, getting the three tries. Zach Lomax kicking all three goals. Tana Boyd getting the only try for the Gold Coast, but it was in the 76th minute, so it was really a consolation try. There was no point for Zen, for, for, for Zana, listen to me, for Tana Boyd to score that one. He scores it anyway in the 76th minute, just to make sure they don't get shut out. And, um, yeah, Gold Coast, uh, in uh, their return with fans in the stands, they get obliterated in St. George. Now has a little bit of hope. There's still 18 games to go in the season. And uh, with that being said, there's a legitimate chance that St. George could very well, um, could very well 
uh, turn this around and make it make it interesting. Will they make the t- will they make the top eight? I doubt it. I really do. I- I'm not saying they're going to make the top eight. Top ten, maybe. Uh, the way that North Queensland North Queensland's playing, uh, very well. They they could very well surpass uh, North Queensland at Queensland at tenth. Um, I doubt it, but we'll see. You know, so St. George absolutely uh, winning that match. So, Gold Coast, you now have the wooden spoon. Congratulations. Carry it with pride or shame. <laughs> the West Tigers played the North Pleasant Cowboys, and um, I, I'm going to just cry for a second because uh, <laughs> That was that was embarrassing. Um, it, it, again, if you're a North Queensland fan, I do apologize. Um, I, I'm outspoken on who I support, so <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, West Tigers. West Tigers were up thirty-four to nothing at halftime. Thirty-four to nothing. Thirty-four to nothing. Yeah, it's time. It really is. You know, I, I, I've been I've been an outspoken supporter of Paul Green. I think that he sh- he should stay at uh, Gold Coast. But um, I, honestly, I, I just don't. I don't think. I mean, not Gold Coast, uh, North Queensland. Um, but it's time. It's really time, and. Um, 34 to nothing at halftime. <laughs> if, if it was me, North, North Queensland should have said the same thing they did to Stephen Kearney after the game. Paul, we love you. You're a great guy. You're a great coach. But, toodles. I would have fired Paul Green as soon as that game was over with. That was 34 to, 34 to nothing at halftime. Um, it ended up being it ended up being interesting. Kyle Phelps scored a couple of tries. Scott Drinkwater, Easton Marsters. Uh, scored a try. Marsters is <laughs> Marsters might be rookie of the year. I, I think he's I think he's a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, but um, yeah, Kyle felt he surpassed Jonathan Thurston the weekend for uh, tries in, uh, on the North Queensland Cowboys list. And congratulations, Kyle. Uh, great dude. I, I support Kyle felt. I love him. But uh, Paul Green's got to go from North Queensland. Um, the sooner the better because all three, all three Queensland teams got their butts handed to them so badly this week. I don't know what they're feeding them in Queensland right now, but uh, they better throw it out because it sucks. Absolutely embarrassing from uh, North Queensland. But West's, West has turned it around. They're having a zigzag. I mean, they're having an up and down season. They're having a roller coaster season. They're up and down and up and down and up and down. Well, you know what? This was their up this week. Maybe next week they're going to have a, of a down. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Zane Musgrove, uh, Luke Brooks, Joseph Lelua, uh, Josh Alawaya, uh, Robert Jen- Jennings, and Moses Mabai uh, getting the tries uh, for <laughs> getting the tries for Wests and West. Even though Benji Marshall didn't feature. As prominently this week, if at all, um, West got it done and West won. So, congratulations, West. Uh, the Roosters beating the Ills 24-10. As soon as that game 
was over with. I was like, yeah, Parramatta, they were good, but uh, yeah, you're not that good. Um, again, Kyle Flanagan doing amazing. He got four penalty goals. He got two conversions. Didn't score a try this week, though, Kyle Flanagan. But uh, Brett Morris, Boyd Cordner, and Daniel Tupo uh, got the tries for the Roosters. It was enough. If it was, it was definitely enough. Michael Jennings and Makai Sivo scoring the tries for the Eels. Mitchell Moses getting the one conversion, and uh, Mitchell Michael Jennings getting a send bend in the 68th minute. Pretty much ended that game, <laughs> and uh, it was absolutely embarrassing for Parramatta, who thought they might. They might win, but that again was the game of that was according to uh, Fox, which uh, I watched the Penrith game on. Uh, they were calling it game of the week. I I don't I don't believe that. I really don't. I think that Penrith played their best, and Penrith was the one that should get uh, the game of the week. Um, moving on <laughs> to. Yeah, another game that's not. Uh, the Raiders. The Raiders lose again. The Raiders lose again. I keep saying this. Everybody said at the beginning of the season, Canberra had the best chance of winning. Nope. Nope. I, I don't see it. I don't see Canberra winning the Premiership. I just don't. And again, they lost to Manly. I mean, Manly's not a slouch. Uh, you know, uh, it was fourteen to six. It was a, it was a tight fought game. It was twelve nothing at halftime. Uh, so again, the sea the Seagulls dominated the first half. They dominate. They, I mean, they didn't dominate the second half, but the first half was obviously enough. This is a two. This is a two half sport. This isn't a one half sport. And the Raiders. Only played played one half. The second. Absolutely atrocious from Canberra. And I I, I don't know I, I, if you're a Canberra Raiders, Raiders fan. I do apologize for beating down your team. But Jesus. How in the world can the best team on paper play so badly every single week? They're, I just don't know. I just don't know. In our final game, and perhaps it was—I mean, it was—it was closer than the uh, Penrith game, but uh, Cronulla and ba- and and Canterbury—that that game was was a masterclass of rugby league, a masterclass of rugby league. And um, even though it wasn't for me, game of the week, it was still good. Rain was coming down. The ground was slippery. And both teams put on a slugfest. Sion Katoa getting three tries. So he gets a hat trick. Uh, Bryson Goodwin scoring the other one. Uh, uh, Kieran Foran, Will Hopa, uh, Hopa, Hobate, Christian Crichton. Uh, getting the tries for bull, uh, for the Bulldogs, and absolutely, it was six six at halftime. It was an absolute masterclass of, of rugby league. 
Um, it, it's up there. It's not quite as good as the Penrith game. I thought the Penrith was much was much more um, disciplined um, than either one of these teams were, but um, still very very good this week and very very. Uh, it was a very great way to end, uh, especially on Father's Day um, in the states, and uh, it was just great to watch Cronulla and Canterbury was. Yeah. All right. So moving on to our round seven predictions, and I'm going to run through these rather quickly because I know I've, I've gone a bit long in recapping what happened in round six. Panthers and the Rabbitohs. Uh, Penrith is my pick to win the uh, premiership, and so I'm going to pick Penrith. But the way uh, the Souths have been playing, uh, that could go either way. Uh, let's go 36, or 30, maybe, yeah, 30, yeah, 36, 30, uh, Penrith. That's good. I think that's going to be very good. Uh, you got Melbourne and the Warriors, uh, Melbourne, that, that's, that's no doubt all day. Melbourne's going to win that one against the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors, a new head coach there. Um, yeah, so Melbourne's going to. Melbourne's going to win that game against the Warriors. Let's go 2018. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that's going to be a really good one. Uh, the Roosters and the Dragons. The Roosters, all day long. Sydney's, Sydney's going to beat the Dragons. I think that the uh, the nice little roll that St. George has been on comes to an end this week. And I think that uh, Sydney wins that one. I think that they're a very high contender for being... Um, uh, premiers, and so Sydney's going to win that one. Let's go 24-12. Uh, the, the Newcastle Knights and the Cowboys, it pains me to say this, it really pains me to say this, but Newcastle's going to win that one, and I think they're going to win it 28-10. I think that game is going to be not even close. I think that Newcastle's going to walk all over the Cowboys. It's going to be bad for the Cowboys, but I think that uh, once uh, everything settles and uh, they can get a direction, I think that the Cowboys can turn this around. The Broncos and the Titans, perhaps this week's dumpster fire of the week match. You've got the Broncos and the Titans. Which team will come out with the wooden spoon? It's currently with Gold Coast. Broncos could win it. That's going to have some fans in it because the Broncos are back in Queensland, so is the Cowboys. So uh, in that Queensland Derby, not the Queensland Derby, but a Queensland Derby, I'm going to say the Brisbane Broncos finally, finally get over the hump and win the game. I'm going to go 18-12 in that one. Parramatta and the Raiders. Parramatta's a better team in this one. Uh, Parramatta by far. 26, 26-6. I think that uh, it's not even close there. I think that the Eels win that one. 26-6. Manly and the Sharks. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a, that's a really tough one. Because I think that uh, Manly and uh, Cronulla are two great teams, possibly top eight contenders. Uh, the way that the Sharks played didn't show me enough, but Manly beat Canberra, and that's enough for me. I'm going to go 18-6. And I'm going to say Manly wins that one, and uh, Manly uh, gets the points there. The Bulldogs in the West round uh, round out round seven. And so the Bulldogs and the Wests, uh, West has been on a roll. 
since losing to Gold Coast. Uh, the Bulldogs have been on a bit of a downward slide. I'm going to say the West Tigers, and I'm going to go 12 nothing. I think the Bulldogs get shut out on that one. Probably won't, but it uh, could be very, very possible. Oh, wow. So we got through round six. We got through um, the predictions for round seven. And I want to thank you guys for joining me here on part two of episode three. If you didn't get a chance to look at uh, part one, please go look at part one for the news of the week. Uh, part two of episode three is uh, this one. So uh, make sure to check out part one first. Um, and uh, I will see you guys. And remember, let's get that rugby rolling.